Hello, Big Country. Hey, this is John Osborne. How you doing? Hey, John, it's Robbie. How are you? I'm doing good, buddy. Doing good. Just uh, got my son, Arthur, asleep on my chest. Oh, <laughs> man, that must be the Very life, beautiful. right? That's the life. Yeah, it is. My wife and I had twins four and a half months ago, and, um, you know, we're a little tired. But <laughs> a little tired? A little tired? You can be honest with me, man. You guys are probably yeah. exhausted. How are you even playing guitar is what I want to know. <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I've, fortunately, I've done that for so long, I can do it in my sleep. However, I have to keep the drinking on the road at a minimum now, because by the time I get home, it's, I need to get all the good quality sleep I can get. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Listen, we can't wait for you to come back to town. I think the last time you guys were here was that crazy blizzard about eight or nine years ago. That's, God, it was that long ago, yeah. wasn't it? It was the first or second that year I was here. Point. It was a blizzard at the district, and those that braved the elements, like me... And, and whoever else was there at the show, I mean, you guys blew the roof off of that place. I was glad. Well, y'all I... are used to that up there, though. I mean, you guys are used to it. The thing is, if it, if it snows in Nashville, which it rarely does, but if one snowflake hits the ground, they close all the schools. <laughs> but y'all up there, I mean, y'all know what you're doing. <laughs> right, and it was that was a crazy night, too, because like, it was, I mean, that the venue was packed, so people showed up anyways regardless. They're like, we came to see Brothers Osborne, and you guys did not disappoint oh, yeah. when you were there. You guys, you, no. you never do disappoint. And that so. was a long time ago. I can promise you we've gotten better. <laughs> we've played a lot of shows since then. <laughs> Listen, I've tried to do my due diligence every time I talk to somebody. I cannot find any dirt on you or TJ. You guys, are, you guys can't be that squeaky clean. Give me a story that nobody else has heard before, like some... I mean, I'll, I'll take like mid, you know, mid card debauchery. Anything, give me something. You know, I, it's funny that you mentioned that because the other day, well, actually yesterday, I was talking. We were talking about bands like in the seventies and eighties, like trashing hotel rooms and doing all sorts of drugs and stuff. And I was like, we can't do that now because everyone's got a damn phone. Yep. You have to do content for TikTok and Instagram and whatever social media thing, and you can't be all messed up. So it's unfortunate. I mean, fortunately for our bodies, we're all actually quite clean and we keep it relatively between the lines. But that makes for the most boring stories. We're actually very boring. I wish people could spend a weekend with us out on the road. They would realize how boring it actually is. I hate to break it to you, but it's just when we're not on stage, it's a lot of just sitting around just talking nonsense. You know, yeah. we've, I mean, we've almost gotten busted for pot a couple of times, but who has it? Right. Right, and it's the, and of course the one time you cut off an old lady for a parking spot that's close to the store, then it's all over TikTok yeah. and Instagram and everything. Yeah, the totally. one time, I will say we did get stopped at the border into Canada one time because we had so much alcohol they thought we were smuggling. <laughs> I will tell you that right. that was not our intention. Our intention was to consume it. We were not going to sell it, <laughs> but yeah, that did happen one time. <laughs> that's good enough. I'll take that's mid card debauchery. I'll live with that. I'll, yeah, I'll that's, live that's, with that. That's as good as it gets. <laughs> Listen, you're married to uh you talked about your wife and uh you got your your boy and girl twins uh, that you just had four and a half yeah. months ago and again thank you for joining me you should be taking a nap honestly instead of calling and talking to, talking i to don't me. even know what sleep is anymore <laughs> i'm over it <laughs> and you actually worked on her album did you i mean did she you co-produced her album as well did she even though you co-produced it was she the one bossing you around let like, be honest with me i wouldn't call it bossing i would call it Strongly suggesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we honestly, we have an amazing working relationship. There's a lot of trust. I mean, at the end of the day, when, you're, when you are working with someone and you're creating with someone, it requires a lot of trust. Because if they're doing something that you don't agree with, um, then 
you have to just trust them that maybe they um, know, know the route to take it. And I've been lucky. I've been able to produce quite a lot of things in my life. And I know in certain situations that couples should work together, but it just, it just works. And I'll attribute that to her. She's got a lot of trust and a lot of patience. And she's very smart and she knows what she's doing. And um, she's very easy to work with. And lucky for you, you follow her direction well. <laughs> <laughs> I know better. <laughs> hey, has there ever been a time when you were opening up for a, a big act, and you've opened up for a bunch of people, and you've opened up for a big act, oh, yeah. and you look like maybe even off stage to where the headliner was, and they had that deer in the headlights, oh shit, I think we're in trouble because these guys are going to be better than us tonight? You know, I don't, I, I don't know that per se, but I will say it does, you know, when, when we play... Um, Especially early in the day when we were just starting to open up for people, it it was it felt, it felt amazing. It meant the world that they would stand side stage and, and watch our whole set. And that's not something that you see um, a lot of bands get. And we knew that starting out. And the fact that we would look over and we would see, you know, Keith Urban or Dirks before we were really good buddies with him, or Stapleton or anyone of that variety um, stand side stage and watch our whole set. Miranda, when we first got we actually ended up on the road with her a year later because she sat side stage the whole time. And honestly, it's like the greatest, um, it's, it's, it's the greatest compliment, you know, because when you're, when you're um, headlining, headlining a show, you don't have a lot of time, you know, you don't have much downtime. And for them to spend whatever the set is, 45 to 50 minutes side stage watching, it definitely means the world. Whether they're nervous, I doubt that they're nervous. I mean, we're opening for them. There's, tens of thousands of people there to see them so i'm sure they're not shaking in their boots right but it's a lot of respect though for them to be side stage listening to you guys just rock out it's huge yeah it's a huge amount of respect and and it certainly does not go unnoticed your new album comes out september 15th you got a favorite track on there you know it's so early now i mean i have a your favorites kind of change and evolve and a lot of times my favorites end up being the one that we're not playing live however we're playing um we're currently playing two uh, new ones in our set and it just works perfectly um but there are a couple surprises that we have on the album that i don't want to give away yet okay but i'll just tell you there are we have um on a couple of them we have disco strings kind of almost like the bgs would put strings in their songs instead of uh horn okay um we definitely we have our bgs moment <laughs> Okay. I'll, I'll, we're not we're not dancing or singing in a falsetto, <laughs> but you'll get it when you hear it. Okay. All right. Also, I was listening to the album today, and for the past I don't know, every three or four weeks, when the the singles keep coming out, and your guitar has now become so distinct when it comes to country radio that when you hear Good. when you hear like one of the songs on the album, the sun ain't even gone down yet. When you hear that, yep. like you know immediately it's Brothers Osborne. Is that that's kind of cool oh, that people that's... acknowledge that, right? Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I'm glad that you say that because honestly, I don't think I sound like anything special. I hear it, I'm just like, oh God, there's that. No, <laughs> no that's not but, true. That's you know, not true. But it, and we're all striving to be unique, you know, but also at the same time, we're all kind of ripping each other off. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's just like, you can have an accent, but the tone of your voice is still going to sound like you. And I think that's really special. I mean, it took me a long time to get used to the fact that I have a sound because I've always tried to sound like something else. And then, you know, as, as you progress and mature, you just, you accept it and then you, you embrace it and then you lean into it. And that's kind of what creates your sound, whether you love it or not, that's just who you are. Well, another example is stay a little longer. Like when you hear the guitar, the beginning of the guitar, 
people know that song. They oh, yeah. know it. They go, oh, this is the one. Like, this is the great one. You know what I mean? Even when you play it live, you got to see the reaction as soon as you play that, that first little part of it. The reaction's got to be huge because that's, that, that's you. That's you guys' sound. Yeah, it really is. And it kind of ha- that kind of happened naturally. That's how we did it in the studio. That's how we did the demo. That's just really just what came out, you know, and when we weren't thinking about it. And, you know, I, there we worked um, not on this album, but we did our first three studio albums with a guy named Jay Joyce. And I was saying how much I didn't really like the way I played on this certain track. And um, he said, you know, but that's you. That's how you play guitar. And it sounds obvious, but it's something that you don't think about. You're like, wait, there is a way that everyone plays. When you're growing up, you're trying to play like Hendrix or Stevie Ray Vaughan or any of these other guitar heroes. And then at some point, you've got to go, hang on, what do I sound like? Right. And that was, that was pretty eye-opening for me to hear him say that. And I feel like my life was forever changed after that. Is TJ a good uncle to your twins? Oh, he's an amazing uncle. TJ, you know, th- this goes for the both of us, for how big and kind of, you know, maybe intimidating we might seem at first. We are like total softies. And <laughs> when it comes to babies, um, TJ is absolutely a softie and loves the babies, and they love him. I mean, he's he's a great uncle. As are our sister Natalie and our other uh, brother and sister. They're just we're a big family with a lot of babies and kids, and we're very very warm and welcoming people. I remember when my stepsister had her her two daughters. I. I wanted no part of holding them as babies, but when they're like three and four years old, you can play with them. It's a lot more. It's a lot more fun when they're three and four. When they're four months old, like your your son is now laying on your chest sleeping. Like that's honestly, that's kind of a boring age. Like they just, I mean, they, yeah, they sleep well, and eat and poop, not, and that's know, it. It is for some when you get to see this <laughs> incremental growth over time. You know, right, it's kind of wild, and and you're connected to them. But honestly, I think a lot of people are afraid to hold them at that age because of how fragile they are. When they were born, they were in the NICU. They were a little bit premature. Mm-hmm. So they were in the NICU for a couple of weeks. And, you know, Arthur, who I'm holding now, is about 14 pounds. He was um, three and a half pounds. Oh, wow. So tiny. So people are afraid to hold them. Honestly, I'm afraid to hold people's babies. But for <laughs> ours, I don't, I mean, I'm like holding them like a football and walking around the house and doing my stuff. It's, it's just second nature now. Well, you're the dead. You're supposed to hold them like that. I know, I know. I say that now until I, you know, I bash one of their heads into a corner. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, this interview just got dark. Holy cow! Holy cow. I know. Holy stuff. Yeah. It's it's, it's uh, it'll, it'll toughen them up a bit. <laughs> Listen, we cannot wait for you and TJ to roll into the fair this Saturday. Like we're excited about we can't it. Yeah, we love it up there, man. I can't. The weather's going to be nice. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful evening. I know. I think Doc Murphy, the, the morning show co-host, and I, we're going to be there introducing you guys. So we, I can't wait to awesome. see you guys again. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to let you go so you can go take a nap with your baby and enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll see you guys uh, on Saturday. All right, man. We'll see you all up there. Hey, John, thank you for calling, and I appreciate it. All right. See you, bud. Bye. Bye.